Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Mel K Show. I am as confused as everyone else. The goalposts keep changing. The totalitarian regime keeps uh, getting more and more aggressive. Um, the, the way that they're treating the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated, this whole segregation thing, especially where I'm from in New York City, is uh, blatant and really, really disturbing. I have two heroes here, Dr. Northrup. She is out there fighting the good fight, giving out the best information she can. And America's best lawyer for this time, Tom Rents. He is fighting the good fight for everyone that needs help and guidance in the legal field in terms of what we can do to fight back. So uh, thank you for coming, both of you. And uh, whoever wants to start with uh, where the, we are right now, uh, please uh, go for it. Well, I want to ask Tom, tell us about the, the two New York judges who said the VAX mandates for school, I think it were, no, healthcare workers right. were unconstitutional. I mean, tell us about that lawsuit. I'm very interested that that actually happened in New York. Okay, well, I mean, I, I'm going to start out and just tell you, man, we're in trouble. If I'm the, if I'm the best we got, we are in serious trouble. <laughs> it's not uh, true. Not true. <laughs> so, yeah, I haven't had a chance to review the case. My guess is that it's based on the lack of a religious exemption. That's it. That's uh, it. I will yeah. just tell you this. This is as clear as day. The courts made it clear. Everybody's made it clear. There will be a religious exemption. Okay. Now, the religious exemption is probably your strongest thing. Uh, you know, I can't give individual uh, legal advice over an, over air, but what I can tell you is check with your local lawyer. What you'll want to do if you're looking for a religious exemption is to look for it. I mean, if you're looking for an exemption, that's the way to go. Um, a religious exemption needs to be based on a firmly held personal religious belief, okay? So you don't need a letter from your pastor. What you need to do is write a letter that's uh, talking about your firmly held religious belief, assuming that that's true. Now, if you truly have a firmly held religious belief, then it's as clear as day. You can, you can, they can't discriminate on that. Okay. I mean, that's, that is very, to my mind, that's very strong law. And uh, I, I do believe that's probably what they shot it down over because, uh, you know, your faith certainly takes precedent over this. Now, you know, one of the things that I think will be real interesting is when you start weighing out constitutional rights in the courts, you know, they, they have different standards for proof, right? And uh, I've been saying from the beginning, show us the data, show us the evidence. Um, I'm working right now on two major, major announcements on data and evidence for next week. Uh, Uncle Joe said he wants us to bring it. And I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to tell you guys. Yeah, Biden, you know, up until just recently, I figured, you know, I, I gave, I was willing to give him some benefit of the doubt regarding the fact that he's being lied to by the same bureaucrats that lied to Trump. But then he decides to go full communist here, which, which by the way, I mean, the guys out there, he's talking about. Uh, your fundamental rights don't matter. What matters is the common good. That's communism. Yeah. That's communism. I don't know what else it is. It just, you know, he's going straight up communist. Um, I, I, did China write that speech for him? I mean, we know they own him. So yeah. anyways, uh, so at this point, you know, he said, bring it. Okay, we're going to, 
Uh, that's fine. I mean, what? I don't, I'm afraid to sue Biden. I sue everybody else. What, you know, what's he going to do? Tell me he doesn't like me? Uh, you know, whatever. Um, he's breaking the law over and over again. We're going to sue him some more because that's what we do. Um, and we're going to see what we can't come up with. I mean, you know, the bottom line is, is that what he announced was illegal on every level. Yeah. Constitutional violations, Administrative Procedure Act, everything. You know, it just, it was bad. So, you know, we're going to, we're going to sue him over everything. I mean, we got to wait a little bit. We got to see what he actually says. And, you know, he says he's going to do all these things, but I haven't seen the rules yet. Right. You know, so uh, yeah, I think some of this, I think was a bully tactic. I think he was just trying to scare people into getting it. Um, which by the way, massive massive numbers of injuries and deaths are being reported all over. I have so many whistleblowers coming to hospitals. You know why the hospitals are overflowing? They're not. What they're, what they're doing is they have no hospital, no doctors and nurses left because they've all quit because they're tired of murdering patients. There's just no one left. These places are overflowing. And all these people that are quitting are coming forward and saying the same thing. Death after death, after death, after death from remdesivir. Right. from uh, innovation, from wrong treatment, no treatment. I mean, these killing fields that they call hospitals, this is the most sickening thing ever. When we look back at this historically, we're gonna say, I, what were we thinking? How did we let this happen? This is the most egregious crimes against humanity since World War II. Easily, yeah, and they're using um, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, a, a random, a group, just like all the other ones that are unconstitutional as it is, to do a work around the Constitution. So, and then his, his chief of staff plane comes out and says that they're going to use this agency to work around the Constitution, claiming basically that it's unconstitutional and they know it and they don't care. What, what is this? This is like when they use the CDC for the rent moratorium. Well, what happened with the rent moratorium, a lot of people don't know, is all the owners of the buildings, small mom and pop landlords, lost their buildings to the banks while people continued to not pay rent. And none of the money that was allocated for the rent for the landlords was allocated at all. So what 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 is going on? How can they use this occupational safety committee that's supposed to be this isn't their job? They can't. It has nothing to do. They're not they don't have authority under their their creation statute. I mean, I, I'm not an OSHA specialist and I haven't dug into that dramatically or in any great depth, but I will tell you that, you know, I looked enough to say that that's just nonsense. You know, I, you know, they, 29 states, I think, are saying that they're going to jump on a lawsuit with this or something like that. I mean, listen, even our scumbag DeWine in Ohio said he doesn't support the mandates, which is not true. He actually does, but he just he he's trying to run for governor again and I don't know, uh, God willing, someone in the state will, re will realize that that's the worst thing ever. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I mean, if Mike DeWine, of all people on this planet, is saying it's too much, I mean, how far have you gone? Yeah. I mean, really? Yeah, Christiane, yeah. Um, let me ask you something. What? So the AMA, we were all uh, brought up to think the American Medical Association were... Uh, like took their oath even more extreme than the average doctor. The AMA is all in on it. 
What is going well, on? They always, they always have been. And I learned from Dr. Lee Merritt, who was president of the American Association of Physicians and Surgeons, that in 1946, the uh, American Association of Physicians and Surgeons took the side of the patient. The AMA took the side of the government, which is why I was never a member. Wow. So what you're looking at is the AMA has been in collusion with the government from day one. And I remember early on when they were starting to do all these vaccine mandates for each state, uh, you would, I would publish things from the American Association of Physicians and Surgeons. And then what I would be told was, this is not reliable information. So it was the beginning of the, the censorship. And now, uh, let me just say what they're doing with ivermectin well, first of all, the, the vaccines are a crime against humanity. Right. The withholding of ivermectin. I was talking uh, last night with a physician friend in Sarasota, Florida, and she finally got the hospital to say that she could use it, but she thinks they've just rescinded it. And everywhere we look, Walgreens, CVS, all the places where everyone could get ivermectin for a ridiculous price. I mean, I got it for $298. The thing is, you know, it should be like six cents a pill. It's been out there forever. So now they are, they're clamping down on the one thing that frankly, everyone listening to this program should have a stash of ivermectin just because it works so well and you can take it prophylactically. You know, when they, um, I was just listening to a couple physicians talk about when they did this in Mexico, they gave people 12 milligrams, a very low dose. If you're like a 110 pound woman, that would be your dose per day. They gave everyone four pills and their COVID infections just plummeted. And then of course, every, now this is where it gets insane. Everyone who says anything that makes any sense is accused of misinformation. So what's happening now to the disinformation dozen, which I am part of, is that journalists are reaching out to us once again. I got something from someone today at Newsy. And here's, you know, this is one that uh, Dr. Rashid Buttar, my, my friend who's also disinformation dozen. My name is Virginia Wright. I'm a reporter for Kaiser, with Kaiser Health News in no. DC you know, working on a story about how doctors are spreading misinformation about COVID-19 and COVID-19 vaccines on social media and how medical boards aren't taking away doctors' licenses or they are not taking enough action against these doctors who spread misinformation. You are named in the article as a doctor who spreads COVID-19 misinformation, including one of the members of the disinformation dozen, as you know, that was made up by the Center for the Countering of Digital Hate. And as someone who said COVID-19 was a planned operation and shared an article alleging that most people who got the COVID vaccine would be dead by 2025, despite no evidence to support these assertions. Well, Buttar went after her and, you know, and, and did one of those things where he blind copied it to like hundreds of people. Right. And it, it may be that we need to do that. Right now, um, formulary pharmacies are, the, are a good source for ivermectin. 
And I would just say everyone should have some. Do you know that at the uh, tractor store where you used to be able to get it, you know, it's for horses. Right, I know. Um, they're, they're now, they have it. You've got to ask for it. Apparently they still have it. So we were actually having to create an underground railroad, as it were, to do basic health care. And uh, yeah, India has announced that in 30 regions of India, they have completely eradicated COVID-19 because of ivermectin. And yeah. India is suing the World Health Organization for saying that it doesn't work. But of course, the U.S. media has a total blackout on that. Well, this is unbelievable. Yeah, it really, really is. And I don't know, Tom, can you, you know, you have been the, the co author uh, or whatever you call it of lawsuits all over the country with our guy Ron Jenkins uh, doing a lot of the drafting and so on and uh, our recent lawsuit in our state was the um, a bunch of us the coalition for healthcare workers against medical mandates Maine stands up Mainers for health and parental rights you know sort of a class action and that was filed last week um, how are the suits doing Maine was one of the first that went along with um, your approach, which was so ingenious, which is this whole pandemic rests on the architecture of the PCR test, which we know is pretty much worthless. So prove to us, please, that there was ever a public health emergency, which they cannot do. Have we had any uh, progress in any state where this, this same lawsuit was filed against the public health people? You know, that's really, really a great question. I'm really glad that you brought that up. So we have this suit asking, you know, that question in three different states, right? Same question. And each one of those states, that suit has been pending for a good long time. Yeah. And in each one of those states, they start out and there's what's called a, there's motion play. And so what they what it is, is, uh, the state files uh, different motions. In all three cases, they filed a 12B motion to dismiss, right? In all three cases, we're waiting for an answer on that motion. In New Mexico, we've been waiting for six months for an answer on a motion, okay? Not making any accusations. Um, I'm ethically barred from suggesting there's anything nefarious. And so I'm not, but I will tell you, right after that motion, we start discovery. Discovery is where the state has to give us their raw, actual, real data. Yeah. Why is it that on so many cases, and you know, it's funny because they tell me I don't know what I'm doing, which is probably true. I'm not, not all that bright, but you know, even, a, even a, a monkey comes up with a good idea now and then. And, uh, you know, I've got a couple, I've, I've had one or two. Isn't it funny that none of our cases have been dismissed because they can't credibly dismiss them, we'd appeal it. Right. And there's, we're still not at discovery. What's the holdup? What is the holdup? I mean, I have one case in one state where the defense didn't even, didn't even ask for dismissal on one of our counts. What are we waiting for? Let's get to discovery. I would think as important as these questions are, 
we'd want to get to discovery and we'd want to get to the case trial is immediately. Why is everybody dragging their feet, right? So here's the thing. The courts ultimately have to do this the right way. They lose all credibility, all credibility. After the election, and I don't get into the election stuff too much. You know, I mean, you know, whatever that, whatever, I don't care. Um, yeah, I, if there's a problem with the election, I'm going to tell you I would have a real issue. But I'm, you know, I'm kind of holding, I haven't seen enough evidence to really have too much opinion. Um, but regardless of, of the evidence, what I can say is a lot of people, 50% of the country or so, have real, real serious questions about it. And our courts said, well, you know, there was no standing. Standing is nice. constitutionally related, but this was really something that was garbage. The courts could have heard that case. They didn't want to. And my opinion is they didn't want to because it's political. I'm going to tell you that I'm of the opinion that if the courts don't credibly evaluate the real data on this stuff, because that's at the core of our legal question, yeah. which is as plain as day laid out in the case law, I, you know, it's, what's that going to do to their credibility? Well, you know, I mean, at this point, you have half the country concerned about their credibility anyway. So, you know, you're going to do this. I mean, when the courts have to do something with this, and we're going to keep pushing them ethically and honestly in, in every way that we can to get it done. But I'm going to tell you, um, here's, here's the bottom line. The U.S. Supreme Court has, in several different cases, outright said, when there's an emergency, anyone can challenge it, and you can challenge it for any reason, and the courts have to look at the facts of the matter. It says it plain as day. You can look it up. Castleton v. Sinclair, uh, Home Builders Association v. Blaisdell, look it up. They're short rulings. They're older. And by the way, they're good law. They've never been overruled. Says that we got to do that in, in you know, the original court. So I don't know what the holdup is. I don't know what the issue is. Let's get to the facts. Let's get to the solution. Let's find out the truth. And here's the thing. I don't know why the federal government or the state governments aren't saying, please, please, your honor, let's get going. Because if they don't have anything to hide, they should be chomping at the bit. They should be just, hey, we can't wait to show everybody how stupid Renz is. I mean, that monkey from Ohio doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, he's, he's dumber than a brick. Show me, show me, show me the data. You know, but they, instead, uh, we seem to find all sorts of excuses to not do what we plainly have to do under the law. You know, I mean, it, it's, this is, this is not complicated law. This is like the speed limit's 55 and you're doing 70. You broke the law, okay? Right. Uh, you know, this is, this is, if you have an emergency, it can be challenged and there's a fact finding, period. It's just that simple. So the idea that we have to fool around with this is absolutely ridiculous. And there is no, in my mind, no credible way to dismiss these cases uh, before discovery. So let's get the real facts out there. Let me see your raw data, which I will have analyzed by independent people, and I will make it as public as can be. I can't wait to show everybody in the country what it says. And you know what? If I'm wrong, I am taking a vacation. 
There's a real, um, also, and other things coming up, um, we are seeing uh, New York City, everyone should be looking at what's going on there for one specific reason. There is literal segregation going on. And um, a uh, black family was in a restaurant in Brooklyn. They don't want to get uh, vaccinated. They, were, they weren't asked at the door. They sat down. The owner came over, asked them for their vac vaccination pass and their IDs, by the way. That's what's going on. Uh, the man refused. He said he's not getting vaccinated. Religious exemption. Wait, 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 wait. So you don't have to have an ID to vote, but you have to for your vaccine passport? Yes. Yes. They're asking for both in New York City restaurants right now. And uh, this guy refused. They wanted to kick him out. He was saying, well, this is segregation. We fought against this. This is what we marched for. This is what Martin Luther King stood for. You're kicking me out of your restaurant. And the guy said, uh, I'm sorry, you have to go. It's a law. And this man stood up and made a big deal. And the guy like went to call the cops. He's with his kids, this man. And uh, basically, they are creating this uh, segregation situation, similar as we talked about last time to Nazi Germany, where you are in a situation where they are pointing at you and saying that person's the problem here. This time, it's not about uh, color of your skin. It's about a health choice that should be private. How is this getting by the civil rights codes? Well, but is it? Is it? I mean, listen, the African-Americans remember Tuskegee. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They remember these people, you know, these people were experimented on. They were, I mean, look at the history of what we've done to the African-Americans in this country. Look at what we've done. I mean, we experimented on them. And then after Tuskegee, we decided, once they got caught and in trouble, they moved it to Guatemala. These yep. people are monsters. It's like they can't experiment on minorities fast enough. So, right. you know, I mean, luckily the African-Americans in this country are smart enough to know what apparently a lot of the, uh, the you know, the whites and others don't know that they're being experimented on. Right. It came Why out would today. You this? Why would you trust this? Yeah. I mean, Pfizer has been caught over and over all over the world in trouble. Why would you trust them? Right. What are you, nuts? Not to mention what the Gates Foundation during AIDS and everything did all over Africa, too. They had a they they had that. Um, I can't remember. What it was a, a, a drug with the name. It started with a B. They had something that could have helped AIDS. And Fauci, the same person, kept wanting to wait for a vaccine while millions of people died. And um, and now we're doing the same thing. Also, it came out factually that only 10 percent of the black community has been vaccinated in New York City. So uh, another war on the same community as they pretend. I've said the whole time, critical race theory, defund the police, Black Lives Matter was worst for the black community. And now in New York City, they can't go anywhere if they're not vaccinated because they are listening to many black pastors who are saying what you just said, Tom, which was been there, done that, no way. Our immune systems are God's uh, best creation and we're gonna stick with that. And now they're being persecuted again. Well, here's what I just heard that in Moscow, all the people, vaxxed, not vaxxed, just started to not go to those restaurants. Right. And, the, and the city of Moscow then, um, right. they begged the government to please take away the vax passport because they were all losing money and they were losing more money than with the lockdowns. So my feeling in New York City would be just boycott those restaurants and then, and then 
the uh, other pre-existing pre restaurants, they have to become PMAs, private membership associations, and then they are not subject to the mass, to the vaccine passports, to anything. And so there's a lot of lawyers working now oh, on PMAs. Um, and I have friends in Northern California, their business has tripled when wow. they became a PMA, a cafe and a grocery store. It's a destination in the Grass Valley area. So I think we're gonna be seeing um, this whole separate society created and the others, I mean, I, I don't even know what to say. And I'm wondering who is paying them. Like I, I listened to RFK Jr. talk about, right. you, as you know, Fauci is the highest paid uh, government employee kind of in the history of humanity. Right. He's the one who determines what academic center gets what money. And so all the academicians keep their mouths shut or they won't get any money. And he's been, Fauci's been doing this for decades, right. decades with AIDS and with Zika and with Ebola and now with coronavirus. Yeah, and also people don't realize Fauci has never had a patient. He's never been, he doesn't have the compassion, empathy, all that required for a doctor that treats patients because he's never treated patients. He went right into the bureaucracy and that's where he's always been. And there's, I don't know if you guys have seen them, but there's photos of him with Bill Gates' father and the Rockefellers and with um, um, a whole bunch of people that are very big in the eugenicist world. And uh, this has been going back since the 60s and 70s. This isn't new for Dr. Fauci nor for Bill Gates. And uh, also, like you just said, well, with the media, Bill Gates, the Gates Foundation have, has given hundreds of millions of dollars to control the media and all of the medical journals. And today it came out that Dr. Fauci in an email that Judicial Watch, I believe, uh, got through a FOIA request, admitted over a year and a half ago that hydroxychloroquine does work, oh, yeah. but he didn't, he doesn't suggest it, suggest it. So where, why shouldn't all, I, here's the thing about the journalists, the media that we're all fighting, that are fighting all of us. Shouldn't journalists of any any kind of godly conscience of any sort be like, oh, my God, there's cures, there's ways to avoid this. And instead, they're doing the exact opposite. Are these people, are they brainwashed or are they evil? Are they in on it? What is going on with the media in this situation? Well, doctors are doing the same thing. Doctors are telling you, no, it's dangerous to take hydroxychloroquine. There's, right. a, there's a certain group that have been brainwashed. And, you know, they, they grew up with what's called evidence-based medicine, not experience-based medicine, evidence-based. It's an ivory tower concept. So these people cannot make a move until they have some peer-reviewed, double-blind, double-mute, double-deaf, controlled clinical trial that, you know, funded by the drug companies, most of them, by the way, and it's gotten to the point where instead of having this art of medicine, this ability to have a sense of what are the patterns in your patient to know what's going on when you walk in the room. No, no, no. What they're doing, nurses too, by the way, is they go over to an iPad and most of the time their back is turned to you or their eyes are not looking into yours as they check off boxes for, um, for billing codes for insurance companies. Right, exactly. 
Right. So, it, it, you know, frankly, if you and, and all the doctors that I've known who I consider the really good doctors, what do we got there? <laughs> Evidence-based practice. Yeah. I mean, it, it's in my opinion, it has wrecked medicine. It has wrecked it yeah. because it's controlled then by big pharma. Now down in, in Florida of all places, including uh, Sarasota General Hospital, the CEO of that hospital got $12 million to institute their COVID protocol, which doesn't include what works, but does include what kills you, which is remdesivir. And, you know, Unbelievable. Tom, yeah, I, I, heard is, that. I cannot believe it. Oh, so, yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to tell you the, uh, the concept of evidence-based medicine to me as a non-doctor, you know, I get that. Like, I would like to know that my doctor is doing his homework, but here's the problem for me. So who's, who's checking the, who's checking the homework, right? So you get, you hire the smartest of the smartest of the smartest to do these studies, to put these things together, to get the peer review and stuff like that, right? Yep. If they're the smartest of the smartest of the smartest and you pay them enough to fudge the numbers, right. who's going to catch them? And that's the real problem. And this is what we've seen in, in COVID, the whole thing. I mean, they lie. You can tell if they're lying because their mouth is open. <laughs> so, you know, the thing about it is, is everything that they put out, there's a lie. And so... I'm, you know, I'm not in the ballpark of your Peter McCullough's or people like that reading these studies, but I read these studies nonstop, right? So you look at these studies, you read the summary, the summary says, hey, masks work great. Then you read the body of the study and the body of the study says, yeah, they might have a 1% uh, decrease in transmission, maybe. And, you know, by the way, um, the study didn't consider outside factors like A, B, C, and D. And it, you know, the, the study makeup was this and this and this, which was all wrong. And, you know, I mean, you get through, but here you don't see that in the summary and it's peer reviewed, right? So that means it's gold. It's absolute gold. Well, no, it's not because who's going to be the, which of the peers that are funded by Fauci is going to say this is BS. Right. And for most people trying to dig through that evidence and understand the way that it's done, I mean, right here, biostatistics, epidemiology, evidence-based practice. Do you know how much stuff there is to know? I mean, to master that and to truly master it and to truly be able to, to you know, get through this stuff. Man, there is a lot there. There is a lot. And, you know, the idea that we're going to do an evidence-based practice is great as long as the evidence is true. Right. Right. I mean, but, you know, I'd love to have the computers analyzed. And, you know, for Chris, someone like Chris, who's made healing an art because right. it's been an, an art that she's participated in. Right. You know, I think that's I think that's every bit as valuable as anything. But I do like the idea of being able to analyze and say, hey, look at if we you know, we analyzed 20 years of data. We found this trend. You know, here's this relationship that no one could possibly spot. Right. That's great. But. How do we make sure that it's truthful? And it's the bottom line is it's not. I mean, I can give you 50 examples in COVID uh, of 
places where they've lied to manipulate data. To, I mean, the death count is the number one and PCR is number two. Right. I mean, you know, the, the entire body of science based on both of those is a lie. Right. So and another you know, thing, yeah, that people don't want to talk about. There's a hero out there, uh, Archbishop Vigano. I don't know if you guys have heard about him. He's a, uh, a, a Catholic bishop out there that has been sounding the alarm about COVID the entire time. He had wrote letters to Donald Trump, put him out there. He has warned that they use fetal tissue, that they have experimented on um, aborted fetuses, that this, this is vaccine is against all, everything God and Catholic as, as far as he's concerned. So a lot of people are, especially Catholics, going and trying to use the religious exemption that they don't want any part of this because of the use of aborted fetuses and fetal tissue. So now the CEO at an Arkansas hospital, Conway Regional Health, has decided he's going to fight fire with fire because he's, you know, not not a man of God, apparently. And he is going to he's concerned because he's never seen anything like this. It's very disproportionate to the influenza vaccine. Uh, there's not an influenza vaccine. And he runs a hospital, by the way. But he said that he's going to say that anyone that wants a religious exemption will have to also agree to, to not use any more 30 commonly used medicines that fall into the same category as the COVID-19 vaccine in that they use fetal cell lines in their uh, creation or testing, including Tylenol, aspirin, Exlax, ibuprofen, Sudafed, Zoloft, Prolisec, and many other drugs. What is this about? I have no idea. I have no idea. I mean, I've heard weird things about the uh, hamburgers at McDonald's. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, no, don't even get me started on impossible foods because uh, <laughs> that's not good either. But yeah. Where is that guy's data? I mean, how does he know he that? He's a hospital. It, it, it's it's unbelievable. And the, and this is this is real. And people that should be a, a religious exemption for people. But, you know, the same people that are saying that the unvaccinated are evil and killing people and all that are the same people that happen to think that boarding a fully grown fetus from six to nine months is perfectly acceptable. It, these these are these are not normal people. And um, just last week, when you think of what I'm just saying, we see that all of the mainstream media was covering this, um, the Texas law, yes. heartbeat yes. law. And yep. they were, they actually were writing very uh, bizarre articles about the church of Satan having a religious exemption to do um, what they call it, ritualistic abortions in their uh, churches, because that is part of their religion. And the story wasn't, oh my God, they're killing babies in satanic temples around America and think that's okay. Where are they doing this and go arrest them? It was uh, that this is happening and it's it's a religious exemption for the Church of Satan. They were reporting it as if they were talking about the Christian church. It, I was sitting there like, what are we dealing with? This is another level of evil I can't even imagine is real and it is. Well, here's another level of evil. The CDC telling doctors and hospitals you're about to see a wave of children around five years old with Guillain-Barre, which is essentially uh, paralysis. That's today's polio. I mean, how are they telling you that? Now, I know that our vaccine mandate here in our state went into effect in September. So there must be something that they know. 
is being put in those all those shots that kids now need to go back to school. Let me just uh, take a moment. I wrote this book. Clay Clark suggested it. It's called oh, the, Mom, the COVID shot. And it's, believe it or not, available on Amazon. It's also available for free as a PDF download on Clay's site, timetofreeamerica.com. But I wanted people to know how many shots your kids are getting because most people have no idea. And all proceeds for the sale of this go to our lawsuit here in Maine, which Tom is the co-counsel on. Right, and but we'll put look, it below too. Look at this. I mean, that's how many shots. So, and, and so I'm, you know, thinking, uh, as I've said before, the people, when we tripled the, the uh, CDC schedule was in 1986, which means that we have now all these people 35 and under, if they did the regular schedule, they've had so many toxins injected into their body, formaldehyde, fetal DNA, uh, you name it, it's in there. Um, who knows what to think? Then we know what's in the COVID shot will make your hair stand on end, the graphene oxide uh, and all of that stuff. And Tom, I know that you filed a suit along with Ron Jenkins and some other uh, attorneys in Alabama where you thought that there was a Trump appointed judge who might actually be fair. Um, and the CDC whistleblower came out uh, and proved that there's 45,000 deaths from the COVID shot in just one of 11 databases. What's going on with that suit at this point? Uh, we just got a motion filed today. So I don't, I'll let you know after I have time to, I haven't had time to read it uh, yet, but um, you know, that, that suit is a really important suit. Uh, we're challenging the EUA uh, for each of these. And as we all know, despite the lie that this was approved, the, the drug that was actually approved isn't available. I mean, they, they approved something, I guess, some fictional drug that no one has. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you go get a shot, it's still under EUA. And I don't expect that's going to change, right? Because if they change it, the liability and the law and all these things go away, you know, they shift, right? So uh, there's a lot of changes. So they're just coming up with different ways to do things without doing things because they're trying to dodge the law. I mean, this is the world's most insidious, just, I don't even know what it is. It's horrendous. You and know? now I mean, on what you're saying, Pfizer is actually asking for approval now for boosters. Yeah. Okay, so Pfizer is now asking for approval on boosters after testing it on just 300 people with only 12 of them over 65 years old, which is supposed to be the people at risk. And Pfizer is saying that um, that they're going to need this and they expect for it to be approved, uh, as Joe Biden is saying, by September 26th. What? Yeah. Boosters? Well well, I mean, there's no need to actually, you know, meet any of the guidelines under the law. I mean, yeah, the, the law would require that they actually study this and do this and do that, you know, but you know, 350, I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't seen that study, but, uh, you know, it, it's irrelevant. Every single study that they've had related to the approval of these, these vaccines has been garbage. Right. I have not seen one that, that wasn't just shredded by every doctor that I know. Right. So, you know, this is all garbage. Right. And 
And one, one thing I want to ask you, Tom, something that came out today that should shock everyone to their core is uh, Jen Psaki said that they have voted that illegal immigrants do not, uh, that the vaccine mandate doesn't apply to illegal immigrants. And yeah. what is that? How could that be if they're basing it on our health? Well, well they're not. It's not based on our health. It's not even sort of. And, you know, they're right. It shouldn't apply to illegal immigrants. Or nor should it, I mean, but I mean, you want to know. So I don't know. I didn't look at that. But I'll tell you something interesting. So under the Foreign Tort Claims Act, Nuremberg actually has more weight than I would say under arguably under some of the traditional American law. And I'd have to go through a long argument to get there. But I would say that it does. So I, I wonder I wonder how much impact that had on this. You know, I didn't look at the case of the ruling, but ultimately, here's the thing. We have under 45 CFR 46 all sorts of stuff about experimentation on humans. This is about as clearly experimentational uh, experimental as can be. And you know, it's just you I want to go back to something. You know, you mentioned that that hospital guy and his whole fetal whatever um so i wonder i wonder what uh what he has to say he says all these drugs are the same well are are any of those drugs gene therapies because by the way so we actually have in my hot little hands a uh the document from uh moderna that that you know, their SEC filing where they call it a gene therapy and say that, you know, one of the risks they have is that these are a gene therapy. Now, Fauci and the CDC illegally changed the definition of, of vaccine and this and that and others so that they could include these gene therapies as vaccines, but they're definitely not. And they did that illegally. We'll sue them over that eventually. Um, you know, there's so many different things that they've done wrong and illegally, you know, so, I mean, by the way, anyone looking for a religious exemption, uh, when I'm, you know, I mean, if you're, I personally have a very strong religious aversion to gene therapy. Um, you're not going to do it on me. Right. So, you know, FYI, I uh, might, might include mention of that along with whatever it is that they're doing with the fetal cell lines. You know, this, it just, wherever we look it, yeah. You know, your thing on the, the Church of Satan. I mean, really? Really? Yeah. Is this where we are? You know, I we, think, so. we think, I we think, think it about is. where we're at in this country, how yeah. far we are from our foundations. I challenge everyone watching this to read the Declaration of Independence. It's not that long. Read it. And if you don't see parallels, you aren't looking, okay? I think it's one of the most beautiful documents in history. It's an incredible thing. It was brilliant. It was so well written. And, and I challenge everyone to, to reread that document. Just look it up. It's really worth it. You know, we, on, isn't it amazing that the media and I guess the argument in general we're okay, because Biden came out having a fit about this, this Texas abortion law, right? So if you get an abortion, it's pretty much 100% kill rate, right? I mean, yeah. you get an abortion, it's dead. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Um, in fact, I, I think they've even argued that, you know, if the baby survives, that they should still be able to kill it. Right. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. In New York, yeah. Yeah. 
So, so abortion, 100% kill rate. COVID, 99.9% recovery rate. So my body, my choice on 100% kill rate, but not when it comes to a 99.9% .9 recovery rate. So uh, we've got a 0.1% kill rate on one at best and a 100% kill rate on the other. Where's the consistency here? How, how do we make this argument? So I'm pro-abortion, but you should get your shot. You should be experimented on with this gene therapy that has no long-term studies at all. The studies that existed and that were approved on were garbage, and they only passed muster because Crooked Fauci and his crew are nothing but crooks and criminals that were bought off. And, uh, you know, yeah, we're, we're okay with the 100% kill rate, but not a 0.1. Right. Yeah, and it's not even just the pro-abortion thing because it gets really conflated. It really is. Once a baby can survive outside the womb, I, I, I cannot imagine, I, I just, I can't even fathom that anyone would ever think that that's not murder. I don't care where, I mean, the whole thing to me, I'm, I'm not a fan, but at, at the end of the day, there's a level where you would think that any human being whether they believe in God or not would get this concept, but that's not true. And the loudest voices calling the people not getting vaccinated murderers are the ones who believe yeah. that you can, you should be able to just because you're a woman and carrying a living being that could live with or without being in your womb, that that's okay. They, they, it's all crazy. On top of that, I'll tell you guys something that happened. Uh, we keep seeing these things with Russia. Russia is the only one calling out that America has political prisoners of wrong think in D.C., in jail, being basically tortured. So today, the United Nations is having their, you know, their yearly uh, general assembly next week. It's in New York City. And the United Nations has announced that everyone has to be fully vaccinated to participate oh in the general assembly. And regardless of vaccine status, they have to wear their masks. Now, Russia, 10 minutes after this, put out a statement that they're 100% opposed to any kind of vaccine mandates in their country or any other country. It's a violation of the United Nations. And on top of that, um, they also said that, uh, that, that their vaccine, which is not mRNA, which when I'm looking at the Russian vaccine, it looks like it might be a really strong flu shot. But anyway, <laughs> it has a 97% uh, rate, they're saying, the WHO stopped trials on it. So you're seeing a country that we've been pointing at as Russia, 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 and all this nonsense because they really don't want to be in the Great Reset, coming out and saying vax mandates in any country coming from a formerly communist country is unacceptable, and they're thinking of not participating. And, and when you look what, so they're really, so they're all at the UN going along with it. That's the bottom line. What are we, it's to that level. Well, the UN, I mean, if you look I at know. the history of the UN, not so great, no, not no, so no. great. Well, it was started by Rockefeller, so for the one world government, so. And look at that, Rockefeller Center in New York, the yep. skating rink, I mean, have we ever been brought up on a complete myth of what's really going on here? Nope, yes. nope. I mean, but yeah, I wanna, we have. I wanna talk about one really good thing, um, Sherry oh, Tenpenny and a group of other people started the Christian Revolution. It's the ChristianRevolution.net. And I heard that uh, today the world is in chaos. If you just go 
I don't care if you're Christian, Buddhist, Muslim, whatever you are, the language of this is phenomenal. Oh, great. And what they are doing is they are building the new thing. Like, let's support the nurses, the doctors, the lawyers who see this. And Tom, um, I heard that they have recently been able to fund you for some other lawsuit somewhere. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to tell you, I love, I love this. These guys actually, God bless Sherry and, and uh, Dave, Coach Dave and Ohio Pratt. Yeah. Uh, these guys, these guys are who, by the way, if you've ever met them, they're just, they're just <laughs> awesome. Uh, they are, they are unapologetically God fearing patriots and just good people. And yeah, they gave me a grant. I am a big shot now. I have now hired an attorney. Um, and oh we've got God. a couple. You we're in the process. It. We're hiring a few. We've got a few attorneys that we're going to bring in. So I will no longer be a solo practitioner, nobody from Ohio. I will be a nobody with several other attorneys that can make me look good from Ohio. Um, they, these poor people, they have like four full-time jobs to try and make me look like I know what I'm doing. Um, but yeah thank you thank god for what sherry's doing and please do support her in this um these guys like i said they're just good people yeah um they they really are like they're just on fire for god family and country and just oh man i if, if you meet them it's very infectious yes. um i i rarely get so excited about people but um yeah, Sherry, for her part, has been a warrior on this. Oh, and, oh yeah. You know, I, I apologize to Sherry frequently because, you know, three years ago, I'd have said she's a kooky anti-vaxxer. Uh, same with Chris. You're right. You know, um, <laughs> you know they, these, these are people who were fighting this before it was popular. Right. These are, you know, one of the things that I think that I'm very humbled. I, you know, I fought really hard and I get a lot of, you know, people give me high fives about this and that and the other, but I'm standing on the shoulders of giants. Um, I just do what I can, but these guys have built the foundation. I mean, they knew this stuff before anybody else. They knew that these guys were bad guys. They knew that the pharmaceuticals were companies were just evil in a lot of ways. And, you know, they knew that before anybody else. And when no one else would say anything, when there was no big issue for people to back, these guys were out fighting it. And I really, I truly like, I mean this when I say it, I legitimately feel bad uh, about how I used to think of this. I used to, I used to think that this was crazy and I've asked stuff. Yeah. And man, these are just, these were people ahead of their time. They just, they really were. Uh, Sherry has been fighting this for 20 years. Oh, now, yeah. I don't know everything about every vaccine. Um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting the COVID stuff right now. But here's what I do know. They've been covering stuff up since the 86 Act. They made it so lawyers couldn't, couldn't, you know, check and see if this product is safe or reasonable or good. And while I don't have evidence on every vaccine because I haven't had time to look at it, what I do know for sure is that there is a history of them covering things up and hiding stuff. Everything about these drugs, you know, the, the courts, 
I'm going to tell you this. My opinion is the courts need to get the get their fingers out of their rears on this because you know the courts. Oh well, we just want to defer to the medical experts. Here's the problem: the medical experts are crooks, and if you don't have the courage to look at the facts and to to really, I, I mean, listen, it's going to interrupt your golf game. You're going to have to spend some time studying this. It's complicated, but guess what? Justice can't be done if we don't do our homework. Is is someone? I'm proud to be an officer of the court. That's what a lawyer is. My, I'm I'm telling the courts, and this is part of what I'm trying to do, and I do it with respect because it's an honor to do that. These courts, they've got to understand that by by closing their eyes to what's going on because it's political, we need to leave it to the experts. Well, the experts have figured out how to politicize and to hide and to make things so that they're not clear. So we've got to go. We now have to apply justice to really difficult questions. And if we don't, injustice is all that remains. So we're gonna keep fighting until it happens. Um, like I said, our cases are all sitting there right now. Um, we're gonna file more, we're just gonna keep going. You yeah. know, we're gonna keep going, we're gonna keep fighting and until we win or can't fight. Right, and this is why it matters that we all get involved locally, especially, and um, this is why the election and, and, and honest elections do matter because the problem is, forget the Trump level, go to the local level. You have judges, you have sheriffs, you have school board elections, you have all of these elections, city council, all of them. Well, all DAs, you know, all of this, uh, all of those and Congress and Senate, a lot of cheating went on on the local level. And yes. then what happens there is what you guys are talking about, both in medicine and in law, those people pick the oversight boards. So when somebody is elected, they tend to be able to pick the people that are the oversight for the judges and the prosecutors, the oversight for the local medical boards and medical. So if we have fraudulent and communist or whatever, or globalist people that are placed in there through fraudulent voting, they're going to pick people that will suppress good lawsuits, will suppress good doctors' voices. And that's why we have to realize everything is connected. If we don't make sure that our states and our local governments are legitimate and the right people and, and go seek out good people to run, it's not supposed to be a full-time job, most of the political positions. If we don't find those people, then the oversight boards, the OGs, they're never, they're always gonna be filled with liars and frauds that are protecting the people that put them there. And that's why a lot of it's connected because everything that's going on in the courts, the oversight committees in it for the bar and the bar association and everyone else are picked by people that very well may have fraudulently been put there for motives that have nothing to do with we the people, our constitution or God. And uh, that's why I keep saying all of these are connected to one big mass of a deep state cleansing that we must all force. We must force all of this stuff into the open, no matter what it takes. And you know what? It's 1775 as far as I'm concerned. And be it um, Chris or Tom or me, we all have a part to play, but so does every single person out there because everyone has the right to go ask their local county, their local community for these audits and to make sure that the good people are getting into place and the people that are in cahoots with the globalists or any of this are exposed and removed because therefore oversight will never happen unless good people are in office. 
Well, what happens is, and Tom, you mentioned this, that shares people, Ohio Brett, and this is, we are good people. Right. You know, I met Mel out in Grand Rapids. I'll be going to Colorado Springs. These are the salt of the earth, good people. I have to tell you, my social life has never been better. I love what we've done at Maine Stands Up. You know, we have a meeting every Thursday. This becomes your new people. This right. is the resistance. And we all have to remember our rights are given to us by God. They are not given to us by any government. And the whole reason for the Bill of Rights and the Constitution is to make sure that the government doesn't do what our government is currently doing. But it took what? What do you think? 50, 60 years of public school, talk about um, detention camps, right. to brainwash people. So civics was not taught anymore. That's called social studies. Now, what are they doing? Critical race theory and the transgender agenda so that they're asking six-year-olds, do you think you're a boy or a girl? Now, all of that is so that we will get rid of families. Right. And exactly. once you know all this stuff and you see it, then you get together with the people who are on your side. And by the way, sometimes you don't like everybody, but we are all rowing in the same direction. And it's, um, at, you know, Mel, you went to NYU. I... Um, did a lot of stuff in New York City. I did all these PBS specials. I was on Oprah 10 times. The people I'm meeting now, these are my soul family. Me this too. is the soul family and we're doing it. We're yeah. getting the job done. You know, I met Tom early on um, back in March. Then we, you know, filed this lawsuit in Maine. Um, and we have something they don't have. We have human empathy, human compassion, and we have God, right. they don't have God, they don't believe in God. And so therefore, by and large, they have no sense of humor. They're not fun to be around. <laughs> and Tom and I were in Kentucky. We went to, to this huge agricultural center, basically a rodeo stadium. And we, we patriots from everywhere. This is why what we're doing, and it's, it's, it's so crazy that they're, they're trying to pin the people that love God and country and family and the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Bible, as the domestic terrorists. Yes, yes, that's, that's right-wing extremism. Right, right. Civil right, rights right. and liberties, yes. And everyone's just crying and hugging and loving America and, and we're gonna save our country. And, and you leave these weekends and I'm getting to a point where like in between, I'm kind of like, okay, I can only take so much more. I gotta get there soon. Because, and that's why I'm encouraging people to, like you said about your group in Maine, you gotta, you gotta make your group yes. wherever you are, because there's a lot of people that are alone and isolated and get what we're saying, believe in us and feel like they're the minority. I am convinced traveling all over this country, that right. is not true. It is DC, the Northeast and New York and California and some little pockets here and there. But mostly when you get into middle America around the folks, People still love America, love this country, don't know what's going on. And they're very, they're underestimating the traditional non-voters, the non-political people, because there's about 50 to 80 million people out there who wanted nothing to do with any of this nonsense in the politics or DC. And now they're riled up too. And all they want to know is how can they stop this? What can they do? Tom was a great voice in Kentucky. People had probably never heard about what you can do legally. And people were so motivated. And that's why I say to people, 
this doesn't have to be actually Tom, I want you to end it on this because you said something great at the event in Kentucky about nonviolence, but rising up. And if you could kind of go there because people want to know what they can do action. And uh, you had a great, um, you had a great speech about, about what we can do. I'm glad you liked it. It was awesome down there. By the way, did you hear that there were only 300 people there? I did. <laughs> I did. It looked like a lot more than that to me. I mean, call me silly. Oh but... my God, there was thousands. It was ridiculous. Uh, whatever, they can keep saying what they want. But once you get there, then you can't wait to go to the next one. People are following them like they used to follow the Grateful Dead. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not kidding. This is like people are camping out. It's great. It's so it, it's really oh, it's it true. Is. It is. <laughs> They, you know what? They're so it's so good, and I'm so honored. To, to... Uh oh. You know, oh, here I am. Okay, and great. No, it was great. It's such an honor. I loved it so much. Uh, I love these events. Clay Clark's events are spectacular. Was Missouri fun. was great. So, but here's where we are. Uh, I mean, and this is just this. So violence is never a good thing. Yep. Okay. So we we've learned. The greatest leaders in history, whether from Jesus Christ, Gandhi, uh, Martin Luther King, they made change. They didn't do it with violence. Yeah. They did it with. They did it through peaceful resistance. We have to resist. You have to be peaceful. You have to be sensible, but you have to resist. I am not getting this vaccine. I'm sure yeah. I don't care. You know, I don't care. There, there's just. That's it. My kids, I don't care if I have to homeschool them. I don't care what I have to do. I can promise everyone on this that as long as I'm breathing, my kids will not get this vaccine. Okay? It's just not going to happen. Um, you can buy, you can find a new job. Might find a better job. By the way, do you want to work with someone who'd sell out? Um, you can start a business. You can uh, do whatever. And by the way, if you get involved with these conservative groups or these God-fearing groups or these whatever whatever you want to call them, I don't care. Uh, you'll find a lot of people who support you when you start your business. Yes. Um, yeah. But what you can't do is you can't you can't concede. Okay. Uh, if if we allow the government to control our bodies and our health. What else is there? What's the difference between telling you that we can we can inject something in your arm whether you like it or not, or and you know you're imprisoned. Either way, you're controlled. Either way, you've lost control of yourself, your body, your your freedom. There is nothing more important. I mean, it 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 wasn't even necessary to put into the Constitution that the right to bodily autonomy exists because it was such a given. They had a tea party. They started a revolution over a tea tax. That was the final straw, but you know, it is absolutely insane. This is not our nation. And if you're willing to sacrifice your health for your job, because I got to take care of my family, well, how are you going to take care of them if it kills you? Yeah. Now we right. don't know, we don't know the long-term effects. I pray to God that all of these scientists and doctors are wrong. But we don't know. Why would we take the chance on a disease of the 99.9% .9 recovery rate? And P.S. 
it's very treatable with early treatment. Ivermectin, the McCullough protocol, the Math Plus protocol, pick your protocols, Zelenko. Right. They right. all, there's a bunch of, they all, they're virtually 100% recovery rate, okay? Why, in God's name, would you risk your health and the health of your family for something that is totally recoverable for anything? Yeah, and you made a point right there about prison. What's the difference? Well, I'll tell you something else that everyone knows, and we'll do a whole nother show next week about this. But um, I'll tell you right now that there is a, a component to this entire vaccine thing that is track and trace. It's yeah. always been the plan. Rockefeller talked about it in 96 in an interview, just the same thing we're dealing with, just like his Operation Lockstep and Event 201 created by Gates years before this even rolled out, the, the track and trace software and all of that. And um, since we are taking an experimental drug, I believe that the government for two years, you are signing off to allow them to monitor you. So, you know, there is that too. It's not just a prison in terms of they are taking the autonomy and the sovereignty that you're supposed to have over your body and your health, but they're also taking your privacy. Yeah. So that's another part of it. So that people should really think about before they, and, and, you know, it turns out yesterday there was some kind of cultural thing with a, a rapper, Nicki Minaj saying that, I guess oh, yeah. on Twitter, that she, uh, she heard some bad effects and she was gonna pray and do some more research. And these people went crazy. Yeah, they uh, did. Of course, after the wrong person, because she's like from the streets and like a real, she's not letting anyone take her down. But how ironic that it's a black woman, a black rapper with 22 million uh, subscribers on Instagram that's going out there and being like, so I said to pray and do your own research. And now I'm enemy number one of the vaccine. But again, it's just these little things people have to pay attention to and, and just question what, why? And then listen to people like Dr. Northrup, uh, Tom Renz and say, wait a minute, there's more here and, and do the research because that's the biggest problem here. A lot of people, they're so preoccupied, but you have the time, do the research because once you see enough, you're going to at least question it. And like you brought up earlier, Chris, about education and all of that, there's also the lack of critical thinking, of logic, of connecting dots that has been drilled into now two generations of, yeah. uh, of people. It, it's, like, it's like the idea of even doing your own research, there's some kind of, just like you were talking about with doctors, but you know what, it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, the other thing I would say You've got to get together. One thing I learned from Pam Popper. Oh, I love her. Again, and that's how I met Tom. Oh, and wow. She, she, yeah, oh, yeah. She said over and I over, start Thursday night meetings, start Thursday night meetings, start Thursday night meetings. Right. That was the most radical thing I could think of to do. Right. And that's what we did. And now we've got the whole state of Maine right. organized with all these different groups. And it started because I said, just listening to Pam, she'd say, People would say, I can make a movie, I can do it. She'd say, start Thursday night groups. And she's not kidding. When people come together, community equals immunity and community equals unity. And it is sort of like my favorite time of the week where you just go and you meet all the different people right in your own town. Right. And so you don't feel like they're going to come for you because if they do, you got a lot of people around you. you know? <laughs> so we need to do that too. Right. 
Okay, can both of you please tell my audience where they can find you? Um, everyone right now, if you can help out any of these people, they are fighting the government with unlimited funds and uh, the goal of the government, when especially when it comes to lawfare, which is uh, what they're both dealing with, is the government tries to break you down financially so you can't continue to fight. So um, Tom, where can people find you, help you out and uh, get involved? Thank you. Clay, Clay Clark tells me I'm the worst pitch man ever. I always forget to pitch. He thinks uh, I'm terrible uh, too. Don't worry. Renz-law.com. It's R-E-N-Z-law.com. Renz-law.com. Please do check us out. A lot of information there. And there'll be new stuff coming up next week. A bunch of new stuff because we got big announcement next week. And by the way, next week, um, it looks... I can't promise yet, but I'm about 90% sure we're going to have a massive announcement at Clay Clark's event. So if keep an eye out. Well, I'll be there, right? Yeah, and I'll be uh -oh. there too. Excellent. Okay. Great. But also for Tom, for godfamilycountry.org, for right. godfamilycountry.org. All right. Great. And yep. what's um what's Sherry Tenpenny's new, new one? It's just, uh, it's called... Uh, hang on. Christian the Revolution. Christian Revolution. Thechristianrevolution.net. Okay, great. And how about okay. you? Chris? Okay, for me, uh, mainstandsup.org. And then if you just want my regular old stuff on women's health that I've been doing forever, drnorthrop.com. Imagine. <laughs> I know, right? That's good. That stuff's good. Chris is amazing. Great. And Great. I, I hope She's people will support her. She's been for decades. Her. She's been a hero for women's health and women and health in general for decades. And now she's a on the list. I'm on the list, which, uh, you know, eventually, like 10 years from now, that will be my most cherished credential. Right. Well, sure. remember, remember what they said in Schindler's List. The list is life. So uh, we'll, we'll be there for the long run. So uh, that, that list is much, much, much deeper than people think. It's, uh, those are God's people. Thank you so much, guys. And I'll see you next time. And I'll see you next week in Colorado Springs. Great. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.